Kat? Yo, babe. What's shaking? <laughs> I haven't heard anyone say that for a long time. I know. I have a friend from Windsor who always goes, yo, what's shaking? <laughs> so I have a little story about Ikea, and it's not actually one story. It's a bunch of related stories that I found, but it made me interested. There, there's so much sort of talk and interesting things that they're doing that I start to wonder, what is IKEA's long game? Like, they're very successful already, but maybe they're getting ready to take things to the next level. So a few things going on. They've been opening uh, a bunch of stores in India. They have are just opening one in Hyderabad, and they're opening a bunch of other ones as well, um, which obviously is taking advantage of the growing middle class in uh, Indian cities. Then there was another article which was about how they're partnering with a bunch of companies like Lego and um, the internet-enabled speaker Sonos, even with a perfume company, yeah. to make these different types of product, products in these partnership relationships. And I think Adidas too, right? And Adidas as well. Um, and then the third thing that I thought maybe fit into this piece of the puzzle. That's so lifestyle. It's very, I mean, it's, it is all yeah. about lifestyle, right? Why do you need your IKEA-branded perfume, especially, but even your IKEA-branded um, speakers, right? And then the other piece of the puzzle was this thing that they have uh, a collection called Rumtid. Roadkill? Uh, <laughs> Rumtid, or however you say it in Swedish. It's basically inspired by um, design for space exploration. So they have a lot of like yeah, these very so cool. modular little things that can fit together to form different types of furniture. Mm-hmm. The idea being that it's ideal for people in these very small like mini homes, like you have a 300 square foot home or whatever, and My you can... <laughs> your, your favorite, the tiny house thing. So I thought there's something interesting afoot here. Like, they're obviously already a huge company, but they're on their way to thinking about how they can market to all different types of people, like people in diverse parts of the world, people with very different living situations, like you're in a tiny little home so that you need furniture that you can make and remake, uh, as well as, like, people in suburban Toronto or Edmonton or whatever, right? So are they just aiming at being like a truly global brand? And when you have competition from like the Amazons of the world and so forth, do you just have to think like super, super big? Or how, how, what does it mean to really take having the whole world potentially as your market? I think that's what they want. I think they want to be God. It's interesting that, you know, like Eaton's is gone, Sears is gone. So many brand stores have just gone belly up. But Mm -hmm. then, conversely, we see something like this. Mm -hmm. And they're taking over the world. Mm -hmm. I don't like it. Yeah, they're like oligarchs. Yeah. I do not feel for that. (laughs) Well, I would rather it be Ikea than Amazon, I would say that. but Why? I don't really even know that much about their labor practices, but I just believe somehow that IKEA's labor practices are better than I, than Amazon's but I thought I remembered something about the Nazis I think that does go back to the very early to the origin story of IKEA no it's true though but like with Amazon first you know they're going to take over the internet and now they want to take over all the uh, the actual stores the physical stores yeah, yeah. So. I wonder if IKEA will move aggressively into like I mean you you can't buy things from IKEA online but it's not really what they're known for I wonder if they'll try well. to colonize that space too that makes perfect sense Mm -hmm. marketing wars yes so you have a cool thing (laughs) well it's kind of a weird little thing (laughs) i 
can honestly say I don't remember this TV show, but it's called Painting with Bob Ross. Yeah. Do, you, do you remember it? I don't remember it either. I think it was on PBS. I think I've heard about it, but I, I don't remember it in its original incarnation. And it introduced Bob to the world so that we could fall in love with art, sage wisdom, and a calming presence. <laughs> The guy who wrote up the article was saying, you know, when, he, when he's blogging, especially if he's blogging about, you know, security breaches or scammers, it gets his blood pressure up there. But he listens to the soothing voice of Bob mm-hmm. Ross as he talks to him about how to paint a mountain. Let me just read a little bit. I'm going to make a distant mountain first, a little mountain that lives far away, and drop it in. Painting is a very individual thing, and we all see through different eyes. That sounds lovely. Doesn't that sound I'm nice? sorry I missed Bob Ross on TV. Yeah. But Especially it sounds very peaceful and very kind of zen almost. Yeah. Yeah, and it also... But this it, is not it, like... It, this, it teaches you how to paint. Right, right. But this is not just this guy happening to listen to the old, these old things. It's a company is making them available like specifically yeah, for the purpose of it audio. being a kind of meditative experience, yeah, right? Yeah, because the poor, the poor dude's dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he died in 95. Yeah, but it's not just so, like people happening to repurpose it. It's like specifically listen to this because it will relax you and it'll be a kind of meditation for you. Yeah. Yeah, super yeah. interesting. Apparently you could get it on uh, Bob Ross YouTube channel. and But you can also get an app. App, 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 app. The service <laughs> costs $9.99 a month after a free trial. You know, I read another interesting repurposing uh, similar to that. You know, the European Union has brought in this GDPR thing, all this set of regulations about, you know, tougher new laws on how companies have to handle your data. Yeah. So there are all these regulations about it, and there's this, like, sort of sidebar in people reading aloud the provisions of the GDPR as a way of helping people fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Any port in a storm, man. Any port in a storm. Those of us who have trouble sleeping, we salute you. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. I never heard of that before. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I don't know. I think I might go and listen to it. I mean, I talked about this on Spark uh, a while ago that I do find I've started to reconnect with drawing yeah. just casually. But I do find it very, very relaxing and just it just puts me in a nice state that I'm not usually in you know so much of my life is like on task do this do that and this is like more it's like spatial it's not using that same kind of analytical part of the brain that I use uh, during the work day what are you sketching just like whatever's in front of me like a basil plant or the cat or whatever how does Lola like that she doesn't she's this cat can lie in one position for like three hours but somehow she knows when I'm trying to draw her and she'll just move around all the time it's she's fun she's into life drawing if, she, if you paid her uh, maybe check out the links on your phone or at the website please do and say you love us on iTunes yes please and even if we'll you don't love you. even if you don't <laughs> or say yeah or say they're dickwads sometimes that'll improve with their scale too right <laughs> thanks guys bye let's eat yes I'm starving <laughs>